Hi, I'm April Klimkevich. And I'm Amanda McClooney, and this is Her Step Forward, where we share stories from women who step up, step out, and step forward into careers and lives they love. Amber Marie has been working as a private chef and nutrition educator for about a decade in both South Florida and the Savannah Hilton Head area where she currently resides. She holds a culinary degree from Johnson and Wales University, an education degree from New York University, and a law degree from CUNY School of Law. Prior to entering the culinary field, she was an attorney for the government in New York City. But her lifelong passion for cooking and a series of health challenges led her to reconsider her priorities. She has studied nutrition extensively, not only to regain her own health, but to better support her clients. And she seeks to inspire others with her shift from the employee mindset to the more creative lifestyle of the entrepreneur, which required her to face her lifelong struggles around vagueness with time and money, as well as compulsive busyness. In her free time, she enjoys writing poetry, yoga, nature photography, music, sailing, travel, pondering the spiritual dimensions of existence, and cats. Welcome, Amber. I love cats, too. (laughs) (laughs) We're so glad you could be here with us today. And what a crazy journey from lawyer to chef. Can you talk us through that career journey? Sure. Um... As you shared a little bit, um, I did get to a point with my previous career where I was having a number of health challenges. And um, I don't know that at the time I was really aware of how much of that was related to the stress of doing something every day that I wasn't really a fanatic about. But um, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to be in a field um, that you know, my family thought was prestigious and, you know, where maybe the ends I was achieving were worthwhile, but like the means to the ends, like my day-to-day work life wasn't really something that suited my personality, like sitting in a chair at a desk from nine to five in an office environment. Um, it was really making me sick. And, um, I think a lot of that became more clear as I transitioned into something else, but I had always really liked cooking. And, you know, at the time I was transitioning, I really thought having this sudden interest in natural healing and healthier eating and nutrition, it might give me a little bit of a, um, a leg up in the culinary field to, to specialize in that sort of food because I had such a hard time finding things to eat when I was sick that were going along with what my healing professionals wanted me to do. And I still wanted to enjoy my food. So I thought maybe if I learned how to cook really well and I could, you know, do things that would foster health for people that it might be also doing a service similar to what I was doing um, in legal when I thought I was helping people. So helping people seems like the thread. And if you weren't loving doing it as a lawyer, then maybe you could do it as a chef through nutrition. Right. And like, I I guess I always thought, um, I don't know, I kind of was always in that mindset that I was really helping people, even if I wasn't happy. And I, I don't really know where I got that from. Um, But I think with all of the self-help sort of work I've done on myself, and I heard it, someone quote a comedian recently said, it's not really self-help if other people are the ones helping you, then it's just help. 
So maybe it was more like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, if I could help myself, um, then I wouldn't need it, right? Um, then that's just you knowing how to do things. Um, so I, I feel like I've I've learned a little bit about just you can't really transmit something you haven't got. So if I'm going around trying to be of service and trying to help people and I'm like a total mess of negative energy and just, you know, I'm not happy with my life, but I'm telling you how you could do a better job, whether you're a government agency or my best friend, like it's not really helpful. Um, so I, you know, I think I started to finally wrap my head around, I might be better off just minding my own business, but being a little bit happier day to day. Um, and maybe that's a better service than, um, for me to think I have all the answers and go around spamming people with how stressed out I am. So I don't know that I'm living a great example of low stress today with all this COVID stuff going on and everything, but, um, I'm doing my best and, um, I think I am trying to manage just keeping my eyes on my own paper. I think it's really tempting right now to pay attention to so much other stuff. And I have enough on my, on my own plate that isn't perfect to focus on. So trying to bring that lesson into the present too. But I, I, do, I do feel like working in a field where I'm happy and I like my day-to-day work I like standing in the kitchen. I like chopping vegetables. Like that's meditative to me. I like planning menus. I like, you know, kind of having a flexible schedule. I like being able to choose who I work with. You know, I like working alone a lot. You know, those are, those are things that I can do in my new career that I couldn't do before. And I, I think that does translate to me being happier overall. I love this idea of keeping your eyes on your own paper because it's so easy to be distracted by what other people are doing. How are other people coping with COVID? How are other people running a business? And our uniqueness and our gifts are um, maybe not going to be optimized if all we're doing is seeing what other people are doing. So that is actually a really interesting lesson. It's really, it's really humbling sometimes when I think about, hey, at the end of the day today, I'm responsible for somebody's like soup or, you know, like their lunch, you know, and I'm like, well, that doesn't seem like important enough. And I'm like, well, it's important enough to me and the person I'm serving it to. And like, you know, if that's what brightens that person's whole day, like, that's great, you know. Um, But I think I used to kind of have this mentality that I had to save the whole world and you know, it's really like cliche and cheesy, I think, but it's kind of like, well, that starts with you and your attitude. And I feel like if I'm happy to make someone soup, it's better off than if I'm out changing all the laws and the government and I'm doing it with an attitude problem and affecting everybody around me with how negative I feel. Um, So I'm trying to humble myself and be like, okay, let me just get the soup right. And, and if I, if I can manage that, we can, we can move up to something else. I like that story a lot. And, you know, 
to be making their soup as the example you gave and doing it to the best of your ability. I mean, that's huge. And you really could make someone's day. I mean, if they love food as much as like April and I, for instance, <laughs> like a really great lunch could really make your day. I mean, they could be having a, a miserable, awful day and then, you know, they have some really good food and it just helps them, you know, turn back inwards and, and reconnect the dots with themselves and, and reset their day. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of times that's like how we celebrate a special occasion and that's how we medicate ourselves when we've had a bad day. And sadly, there's a lot of days that I can look back on and I can say that was, yeah, that snack I had, you know, I tried that new granola bar and that was like (laughs) the best thing that happened that day. You know, it's a little sad, but it's also like, you know, for a lot of people, those are the little things in life that maybe we overlook. Like when Um, you know, we want to say, oh, I have a million dollars in the bank or, um, you know, I'm getting married to the love of my life tomorrow or, but, you know, for a lot of people, a lot of days, those, those little things like, Hey, I got to see the sunrise or, Hey, I got to have a breakfast that was yummy or that might be the best thing Mm -hmm. from the whole day. And I don't think we should minimize those little things as not important when those little things make up the whole day, you know, we just string them together. And Mm -hmm. how many times a day do you eat? You probably should enjoy it. And, you know, I like helping people to build, um, healthy lifestyle. Um, it makes me feel really great. I I have a new client. Um, I just started working with like two or three weeks ago. Um, you know, who went to a big name hospital for this special diet for his migraines and everything. And, they're really happy with me because he's not having headaches now that he's eating my food and he likes it. He looks forward to his meals. And for a while there, they were having a struggle because it seemed like one or the other. And that makes me happy. Like I'm making this family be able to function and not be miserable all the time. And that is a nice feeling because I know how many years I was sick and it seemed like nothing I ate made me feel better. Mm-hmm. And if I can give that to someone else that, and not make them go through all that of learning all that, I'm glad to take that burden off. I know not everyone has all that time to research and learn everything. That's an incredible accomplishment to be able to make such a difference for someone else, um, like this story that you gave us. And so I'm curious, you know, besides your passion for helping people, how did you go about making such a huge or taking such a huge leap of faith when you were leaving a career with probably a lot more certainty to pursue one with what I assume might be much less certainty? Well, I guess part of it is just, you know, trying to practice my spirituality really helped a lot. I mean, I definitely had a couple of people that I went to around that time and I said, you know, I'm really miserable with this. I, you know, I've known what I really would rather be doing for a long time. You know, I'm a little freaked out to actually take the plunge, but you know, they basically said, you're really going to regret not, not trying it, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that was the biggest thing for me is it would have been a totally different story if I just didn't really love my job, but I had no idea what I'd rather be doing instead. You know, I think then I could have stuck it out indefinitely and just said, okay, well, but I think that whole like feeling inspired to do something else and knowing exactly what that is, I don't know that I could have ignored that nudge that I was getting from spirit indefinitely and felt good about it. 
Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like it's really important when I do feel inclined to do something like that, even if it sounds crazy that I listen to it, because every time I don't listen to it, I ultimately I end up having to listen to it because there will be consequences <laughs> for my health or my mental health or, you know, eventually I'll have no choice but to listen to it. So it's like, okay, well, how long do I want to be miserable before I'm going to do the thing I know I need to do? So sometimes it's easier said than others because even now after making a lot of big choices like that, I still sometimes struggle with like, I don't see how this is... Like even now, like I had a client the last couple of years that from the beginning I was I felt really positive about. And then slowly but surely I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if this is the right fit for me. It was great for the time being when I first moved to a new area but I had such a hard time letting go of it, even though it clearly wasn't working for me anymore. And I, I, it's like I always have to let myself get a little more miserable than I really sh- like. feel like I, I should have probably listened to that before it got to that degree. But I'm a pretty sensitive person. So I think, I mean, maybe that I'm not sure if that's a blessing or a curse. I know some people can stay in a situation where they're vaguely unhappy for like decades. And I'm not like that. Like at the first sign of trouble, I am like uncomfortable. So I, I don't like to always be so impulsive in, in getting out of a situation. I try to be a little bit more balanced now, but sometimes I think I overcorrect and I'll sit a little too long before I, I make a move. I think that that is something that a lot of um, our listeners feel. I know that I feel that way sometimes too, like really sensitive to like the world and what's going on around us. And am I making the right decision? Did I make the right decision? And so how do you guide your um, decision-making in those cases? Like, do you, do you go with and I guess you you started touching on this, but do you go with that like gut feeling and does it usually like work out for the best or um, cause you've done such a, a really good job of creating this life that really fits you. Um, so I'm curious about that. Yeah. Thanks for asking that. And I feel like the most important thing is to be like really, really, really honest with myself, which has taken a lot of work and I still sometimes struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Just being honest about what is it that I want or what will work for me versus what I think I should want or what most people want. I never really thought up until I started working for myself, I never thought so much about time management and money management and I guess I kind of just grew up in this culture where it's like bigger is better and work as much as you can and make as much money as you can. And I'm like, that doesn't really work for me. Um, I like to have a much more flexible schedule because I am very like sensitive and I like to have a lot of processing time. And also because my job can be very physical and I need more rest time. I, I don't know that I'm suited to a 40-hour week. Mm-hmm. Like some, some weeks I need to work less than that. Um, and then as far as like the income situation, there are situations I've had where I've been offered a lot of money that sounded really compelling. And then I thought about what I would have to do to, to make that money happen. And I'm like, I don't think that's worth it for me. It looks good on paper. It sounds good. But in reality, 
I'm not going to be happy. Like I'm going to be working too much to really enjoy the benefit. I'm going to spend all that extra money trying to fix my health and my sanity on the back end. And I'm like, it, it doesn't add up. And um, I've had to really make a lot of those considerations about taking on certain work projects. And I think I've gotten better at it through trial and error because I'll make a mistake and I'll take some, you know, especially when I first started doing this, I was so eager just to have anything in my field that paid relatively decent that I wasn't making a lot of other demands. Um, And now the longer I've been doing it, I I just know certain situations are not going to work for me. For me to keep me happy at work, all it really takes is someone to say thank you once in a while. Um, I, I have a really hard time working with someone that's really critical all the time. So I just won't do that now. And it seems like because of your, your sensitivity to what's going on around you and being aware of what suits you and what doesn't suit you, that like this has really helped in your career. And I know that we've talked in the past about you making your way through the recovery process. And I'm wondering if that sensitivity pl- has played into that. Can you tell us a little bit about that part of your journey? Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of this, like I think I've shared with you that my recovery and you know, surrounding work and money was a natural consequence of me you know, getting healthy and removing substances from my life because I find, you know, I was talking to someone that I mentor the other day about this in my work program, just about, you know, when you stop self-medicating all that stress and all those feelings, like you have to take the actions to make a situation better. So I can be upset about something going on at work and then go have a bunch of drinks or overeat or just stay too busy to feel anything I feel. Or I can treat myself well and just be like, ooh, I feel really agitated. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, I feel really hurt that someone at work is talking to me like this. So it's forced me to have to grow and be like, I was not very, I mean, I'm still, it's not my strong suit to be very assertive, especially when it comes to money situations or power, weird power dynamics. You know, I don't like speaking up to what I perceive to be an authority figure. And there's a lot of childhood therapy stuff underpinning that, I'm sure. But, you know, that was a struggle area for me. And I've had to get better at being like, hey, I'm unhappy here. This isn't going to get better if I don't take an action. So instead of just feeling sorry for myself or doing something passive aggressive to like, you know, quote unquote, get back at like someone in the workplace, I'd be like, let me have an adult direct conversation with this person and see if I can work on this with them. Like, you know, hey, it really, you know, when this happens, you know, this is the effect on me. Uh, Maybe here's a solution and could we work toward that together? And I've been really blown away that like sometimes people are like, yeah, totally had no idea I was affecting you like that. Let's let's make this better for everyone. And that was a surprise to me because I had had a lot of past experiences that had led me to do what I was doing in the first place of keeping my mouth shut mm-hmm. where people were not wanting to help or work with me at all. And then on the other hand, I do get people sometimes that are like, no, don't care about you. And hey, guess what? That's good information. I want to know if the people that I'm working for or with, if, if they don't value me, that's, that's information I need to have 
Um, and one way or the other, I find that out when I speak up and I, and I express what my needs are. And I also feel a lot less resentful. And I find that a lot of the resentment I used to have in the workplace wasn't directed at anyone else. It was directed at me because I wasn't advocating for myself at all. And that was like my, my internal signal when I would start getting angry inside or irritable. It was like my own self telling me, you need to say something, say something, say something. This is not okay. This person's crossing a boundary and I would just ignore it. And, um, cause I didn't want to make any trouble, but like, I always had trouble internally cause I didn't feel good. So mm-hmm. now at least I get it out and now I know, will they work with me or not? Well, now I can either move on to a better situation or at least a different situation, or we can work through it and maybe this problem goes away. So, um, I think being honest with myself about how I'm feeling and having the mental clarity, not, you know, not being drunk, not being overfed, not being completely full of adrenaline from working myself silly, you know, being present in the moment to know how I feel is the most important thing. Because if I don't know how I feel, I can't make it better. Amber, it sounds like you've learned so much about yourself, you know, both through the recovery process and being an entrepreneur. And I know that there are a lot of ups and downs, both being an entrepreneur and of course, recovery is a journey all its own. So how do you stay grounded when things feel like they're getting overwhelming? Um, Well, during this whole COVID thing, I have to say it's been a little more difficult because I'm used to being able to go to acupuncture and go get my massage and go out to do yoga. I will say definitely the best thing I've been doing since this has been going on that's made me feel better is going out and spending time in nature. And Mm -hmm. pretty much every weekend I've been going camping or, you know, going and spending some time in the woods and just kind of getting away from all of the you know, all the media and all of the mask wearing crazy stuff going on (laughs) and just like, you know, getting, getting in touch with like, you know, as much of that as possible. I can't, maybe I can, or I, I don't feel super comfortable maybe going to the gym right now, but even just getting out and moving my body, some of that frustration um, of not of being so limited right now, mm-hmm. it does make me feel better to like get some movement, get out of my cramped little apartment. I always keep saying I feel like a little rat in a cage in here. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate, and I think it's so important, like you pointed out, to like turn off all the news and ignore the headlines and get away from social media. Like sometimes you have to quiet that because that can just make you feel more anxious or more frustrated about everything happening and, you know, turn it all off and go outside and get some fresh air. That makes a huge difference. I love that advice. Yeah. I used to feel a lot of pressure and I would feel kind of like ashamed of myself if, if I did that because it was like, well, I'm, it's like, I don't care. And I'm like, no, it's not that I don't care. It's that I care so much that I'm going to literally go crazy if I keep focusing on this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and like I was saying about the career change, like I'm not helpful to anybody if I'm walking around that stressed out. And I was sharing with April earlier today, like I had this like snafu with my bank earlier this week. And like, um, you know, I've just recently, the last couple of months been adjusting to having 
um, my boyfriend living here when I lived alone for many years. And I had a a major work transition in the last two weeks. Like that's already like a lot, a lot of, of changes and pressure on me in my personal life to take on all this bigger stuff right now. It, it can be like beyond overwhelming, especially knowing there's not a whole lot I can do about it. So yeah, getting out and just being like, hey, let me go check out this new frog or like, you know, you know, is that a bird? Yay. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a nice, like it just, it reminds me of like, you know, there's more going on in the world. There's, you know, this is bigger than me and, and just finding some things that aren't negative, that aren't stressful to me and, and kind of focusing on the positive and building on that. Those little gratitudes, like I was saying about maybe I had the good soup for lunch, just focusing on, you know, the cute little bird outside instead, you know, and to some people that might sound like I don't care about all this big stuff that's happening because I'm talking about the bird. But I think I'm, I think I'm going to grow up to be one of those like old people that's like, anyways, about my tomatoes and like, <laughs> did you, did you know it rained or whatever? And you're looking at them like, lady, are you like really out of touch? And it's like, no, I'm actually in touch, you know? And it's like, it's like this weird, like paradoxical thing. Cause it's like you get mad at those people cause they seem so calm. And it's like, how dare you be calm right now? You know? And I'm learning to just like, okay, like if what I have to do to maintain my serenity is upset a few people, okay. Because when I, when I allow other people to succeed in getting me as agitated as they are, like nobody wins. That's like, that's what I keep saying is like the zombie apocalypse is just one of us infecting the other, infecting the other with this like negativity. And um, I feel like I have to like almost like guard any serenity I stumble on at this point. It's, it's hard to come by and I don't want to give it away, but I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't come into this period without having some time of, of being, you know, in recovery and doing things because this is way harder now. Um, I don't even know what I would be doing right now if I was still drinking or I, you know, wasn't in touch with myself at all. Like, I, I don't know. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of really good tools for keeping yourself grounded and staying in touch. And maybe you can share with us what your best piece of advice is for women who are looking to take their next step forward. Um, I would say for sure, listen to yourself and be honest with yourself and don't give up on what you think is the thing that you really want to do. Even if it doesn't seem possible, because that was the, that was the problem for me is my logical brain would immediately jump in and say, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And you don't really have any experience doing this. And financially you can't afford that. And I'd already talked myself out of it before I even took one action. And one thing I have found is that, is that when I do finally make up my mind and mentally commit to something, whether it's to having a okay, positive day or to moving forward in any career or with any idea I have, like even moving to this area where there is no market for what I do professionally, but I just made up my mind, I'm moving there, I'm going to make it work. And, and because of the experience I had up to that point, knowing I could do that, even though it wasn't going to be easy, that the, as soon as I mentally made up my mind, the resources would show up, like somebody would show up to help and have an idea and um, 
I've had a lot of situations where money showed up that I wasn't expecting. And I think it's really important to remember that money doesn't always have to be connected to, to work per se. You know, I've had a lot of situations where weird money randomly just showed up to make something happen. So I, I think that's important is to make the mental commitment first instead of worrying about all the details because I think those sometimes fill in later. That's great. I love that idea about mentally committing and then knowing that there's going to be some pieces that we don't have to have all those answers, but just trust. Yeah. And it's crazy too, because a lot of times when I see something's not working and I'm like, why is this taking so long? If I track backwards, it's because I still haven't made up my mind. Like I'll go back and I'm like, oh, I'm still kind of like subconsciously on the fence about this. I keep saying I want it, but it's not showing up. And I'll look back. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm ambivalent. Like there's something about this that scares me or I haven't got enough, like I haven't committed to some portion of the detail or there's some aspect of it I don't think I could have or I don't deserve it. And so I'm kind of like holding myself back from it. And as soon as I kind of like resolve that confusion and I just make up my mind one way or the other, usually a result will happen like a lot, like pretty quick. And it's really empowering to see. It's like, oh, I'm holding myself back. Oh, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) I think that's great advice, Amber, to start with the right frame of mind and then kind of fill in the blanks after that. You don't have to know all the answers up front. And I think for a lot of us, myself included, and I'm really guilty of that is, you know, if I wait and see that I have everything laid out perfectly, then I'll never get started. So taking that first step is so important. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, It sounds really cheesy, but like, you're not going to be able to see what's 20 steps ahead from the vantage point that you have. And, you know, circumstances change, like even now with this COVID thing going on. I mean, I work in the food industry. Things are changing by like the hour of what's even legal. So for me to even say, I know what I'm going to be able to do or, you know, I mean, nobody knows right now. So just doing the best you can with the information you have available and like, gathering information and praying and taking the steps you can take a lot of times that'll lead you to the next step it'll lead you to meet someone that has maybe some more information Um, it'll lead you to someone who says hey i heard about this grant where there's this funding or hey did you think about doing this instead and you know sometimes that's all you need is those little you know those little arrows here and there and eventually get where you're going i think that's great advice With that, we want to say thanks to everyone for joining us today. And thank you so much, Amber, for taking time to share your story with us. No problem. Thank you for asking me. Of course. And as always, we're looking forward to sharing more stories soon. In the meantime, check out our website at herstepforward.com or follow us on Instagram at herstepforward for all the latest updates. If you'd like to reach out to us, shoot us a message on Instagram or email us at info at herstepforward.com. See you next time.